Hey podcast, how's it going? It's Jeep and Bubba, and welcome to another episode. Hey, it's been way too long, and I am glad to reconnect with things set up. Okay, we're all set up. Alright, well if you're home listening to this, grab you a cold beer. Got me a Cubana style espresso brown ale from uh, Cigar City Brewery out of uh, Florida. Pretty good stuff. It's a chilly day here in Georgia, and I got a fire going in our fireplace. And I've actually had this one written in my head, and I recorded it for you guys. Oh, got a sneeze. Uh, maybe not, now that I've said it. Uh, anyways, um, I recorded it the other day while I was driving on Bluetooth, hands-free. And after listening to it, all you could hear was my motor just... That inline six... Um, Really made some noise. If you're driving and listening to this, maybe just grab a coffee or a water or something. Uh, I'm not going to judge you if you get a beer, but you probably shouldn't, you know. It's the law. Anyways, so what I was thinking about, I know this will come off as something that's really for uh, more for beginners, but it actually truly applies to anybody that's building a vehicle. And as far as vehicle goes, I'm going to use jeeps as the vehicle and this is really in response to something that i've seen asked a lot on um on on facebook community groups and pages mostly in the jl page but sometimes in the jk page and um and in fact i've also seen an lj nation so i'm in quite a bit of community groups and i try to respond um to anything i know the truly know the answer to that's not the case for everyone else on there but if i know the absolute answer or i can help in some way i try to respond no matter the group or whatever but long story short the biggest question i've seen this year is what size tires can i fit on my jeep oh i had a good big sip of the the beer after that one so if you guys are in groups as well, you're going to say, yep, why does that keep getting asked? Don't they know how to use the search section of this community group? Well, uh, they probably do, but they're new to the group and they feel like no one's maybe asked it before and they just, whatever. But that's not the part of this <laughs> I'm getting into. This podcast is all about a purpose-built vehicle and that's where i want i would love to encourage and educate people to start before you say what's the largest size tire i can fit on my jeep when i hear that question i think somebody just wants to have a big looking jeep or they just want the appearance of a taller jeep without having to pay for a lift they want big tires big wheels and they think that just I'll just have the biggest tire on it. It's a Jeep. It can handle it. I see all their Jeeps with it. That's what I want. Well, that's fine. You can fit 35s on a Rubicon a JL. I've seen some people fit 37s, although you would have steering scrubbing and scrubbing and flexing issues off-road. But uh, the Rubicon fenders on the JL are much higher and... Um, uh, give you a pretty good bit of room with a two inch lift you can easily run 37s if not 40s uh again you're going to want to bump stop and watch out for that kind of stuff but here's here's the issue we run into and the and the veterans listening to this will know by veterans i mean veterans in the off-road world 
uh, salute to our veterans and soldiers. That's not who I'm really talking about in this. But anyways, you'll know. Well, if you put 35s, and now this isn't necessarily the case with a jail currently, but if you put 35s, let's say on a JK, XJ, especially an XJ, uh, YJ, especially a YJ, or TJ, you put those big 35s on there. Well, if you were to do it stock in a Cherokee or a YJ or whatever, there, well, in any of those vehicles, it wouldn't fit. So you're going to need like fenders, you're going to need to do some trimming, you're going to need other components. But if you were able to fit the largest size tire possible, let's just say it's a 35, in all the vehicles I named, you should re-gear because it's not. What happens is when you go with a bigger tire, let's say you're, you have factory 378s or, three, excuse me, 373s. You factory 373s. Okay, well, factory you have, let's say, a 31 to 33 inch tire. Maybe if you have a Rubicon and you are a 29, you know, Cherokees came with some really small tires. So let's say you put a 35 on it. Well, now that gear is effectively, you know, in the low threes, highest twos of gearing because the, 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 the gearing, um, although it's still the same ratio effectively is changed by the larger diameter of the tire. So you're no longer, you have the same horsepower. You're not, you're not building the same level of torque on the tires. And the RPM band is not staying in the same place. So you're going to get worse fuel mileage. You're going to put more wear and tear on the drivetrain. You're going to not be as fast. You're not going to have as much torque. So first things first, you should re-gear if you're going to go to a 35-inch tire. Now, a lot of vehicles you can get away with, like, 33s. Um, some of the non-high output inline sixes really, uh, they need... Uh, uh, probably to be re-geared to 410s at least because they're just not putting that much power. But I digress. The point I'm getting to is, before you get into all that other stuff, why not think about the purpose that you are building your Jeep for? So, I'm going to run us down a couple of storybook lanes right here. Let's say you totally bought the Jeep because your neighbor has one, or your friend has one, or the mom that is friends with your kids, uh, your your kid's friend's mom has one, or whatever, and you want to be cool. Let's say you're having a midlife crisis, you just bought it to be cool, and you want it to look cool. Okay, well, first things first, uh, you probably want fuel wheels, or some rock stars, and they need to be like 20 inches big, you need at least 35 or 37 inch tires, you need to throw you know, some stickers on it, salt life. I'm not trying to make fun of anybody, but what I'm saying is if your purpose is just to show off to people, if you do decide to put those lifts on there and you do decide to to put the big tires, and your purpose was to, to flex, uh, to use a, a common term, you're, you're, uh, you're, you're flexing on your friends. You're showing them, look what I got. I suggest thinking through the build one step further and saying, okay, if I put 37s on my new JL, which, by the way, the JL uh, with the turbo, I I've driven it on uh, 37s with stock gearing. It actually feels great and kind of peppy. Um, and then that new 8-speed transmission really helps with that. But you're still putting strain on it. So 
get it to the correct gearing, look at a chart for the, the motor that you have, and look at what the optimal RPM would be. So like on a JK, you're going to put 35s on it, 456 gears would be an optimal gear ratio. So that when you're at 70 miles an hour, your RPM's, you know, at like 22, 2300 RPMs, that would be fantastic. Okay? Well, this whole thing isn't about gearing either, but that's just one of the things. Uh, you're going to need a computer um, if you have a, a JK that's like 10 or, or excuse me, 12 or newer. You're going to have to tell the vehicle that you changed the gears. Another thing is you're probably going to want to run some sort of suspension to clear those big tires. Well, I wouldn't just run out and buy the cheapest uh, suspension kit to get you the highest. Um, especially if you're going to be driving this thing as a daily driver. I would suggest a company like uh, Terraflex or JKS. Um, something that's quality, middle of the road. Uh, JKS is really a good ride quality, uh, really soft suspension, uh, great for daily driving. And they do not pay me. This is my experience. Um, and, and you might find the same. Uh, everyone, Everyone's uh, butt dyno or butt indicator tells them something different. Um, I just know I've driven the JKS uh, and it, it just rides really, really well. Uh, so anyways... Um, I would go with something that is not over two and a half or three and a half inches. A lot of people go straight to the four inch lift because they don't have to worry about fenders. And then they put 35s, 37s on. But now you have a really high center of gravity. And remember that myth they came out with forever ago that Jeeps are easy at rolling? Well, when you do raise the center of gravity of something, it does make it more susceptible to rolling. Uh, it does make it less aerodynamic. It does get worse gas mileage. It does make it harder to stop. It makes everything more of a pain. So I suggest just getting the amount of lift that you need to clear your tires. Um, and even suggest thinking about maybe putting some fenders on it. Um, if you're not going to rock crawl plastic fenders that aren't as heavy, that still make the same clearance, that would be my suggestion and something that actually covers your tire. If that is something that's required in your state, here's what I want to get into. That's even better than that. The whole mall crawler thing we're talking about here. I have seen people that I really respect put things on their vehicle that are completely st- for style and have no functionality on them. And these people have been doing it for a long time. And I'm like, why? Why are you spending the money and time on this? Now, it's not for me to tell you what to do with your vehicle for sure, but I really like something that's purpose built. If you look at hot rods, those, those things are, are purpose built to go in a straight line, to go fast, to hook up. A lot of the guys in the interiors of, of a nice hot rod, uh, or a rat rod, they don't spend the time. They do everything black. And it's clean, but it's not like over the top. Your paint usually pretty standard, unless you're doing some kind of show car. Rat rods don't even care about the paint. They just want to go straight in a line fast as possible or go cruising, you know, uh, have a touring rig or something, touring hot rods, something like that, you know? So if that's the idea that we take to Jeeps or any off-road vehicle for that matter, Think about what you necessarily want to do with it. Now, most of us, even the even the ones of us that actually go every other weekend or every weekend, we're still spending, you know, 70% of our time on the road. So we do need to consider that the most. Um, and, you know, showing your own style in a Jeep is totally fine. I just like when it turns out to be functional at the same time. Like, I just put a drop-down tailgate on my LJ and... 
it, to me, the style looks fantastic. It's like the old school CJ style. In fact, I have round tail lights on the back of my LJ as well. Both are functional. The tail lights are LEDs. They're way brighter than factory. They're way less. Uh, they're low pros, so and they have way less uh, chance of getting ripped off uh, by a rock or a tree limb. And the tailgate actually works as a great platform to work on an axle shaft in my tiny Dana 30 or make a sandwich. But uh, those are things that I like, really, really like. Okay. Well, like angry eye grills, they're just blocking light output. And in some cases, blocking airflow to help cool down your motor that, by the way, all Jeeps struggle to stay cool. They just do. So, you know, I don't know. It's just, I see people spend so much money on certain areas and then they go and buy a Harbor Freight winch. Now that's all you can afford and you really want to be in the sport. Dude, I'm glad you got a winch, at least got a winch. But like, if you got the money to spend 80 grand on the Jeep and then you spend 300 on the winch, it doesn't make sense to me. And the point is, think about it as a purpose-built build. You know, like, you wouldn't buy a house that looks awesome, but it doesn't have enough bedrooms for your family. Or it's on some amazing property, but it's way out of your budget. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying have a purpose. Now, for me, it's kind of difficult to find my purpose. Because I'm a business owner that wants to use the Jeep to display his business and what he's capable of actually building i rock crawling is my favorite form of off-roading although it does scare me and it costs a lot of money because you can easily mess up your vehicle and i don't have that much access to it without having to drive two and a half three four hours so as a dad as someone who has the georgia traverse in his backyard overlading is the style that i've known to do more uh it involves camping, which is one of my favorite things. Uh, many times I can use the same gear for overlanding for my hunting or uh, I can go fishing while I'm out there. So I can kind of combine all my love. So when I was in Michigan, basically overlanding, there's the only thing you have unless you go to a park of some sort. So rock crawling is not really an option. Um, and really going out West twice, the rocks there make rock crawling so much more fun compared to here on the east coast where they're usually super slick or you're going through a deep clay rut or you know you're just more susceptible to breaking things where out west i found you have more traction things are drier um and natural formations are i, I like natural formations a lot better than man-made parks and um that's just me anyways so with that being said i i called the project that i'm building right now project over rocks so i want to get over the rock it's overlander it's a rock crawler but i really when i thought about it i thought about and i have talked to a lot of people uh, about their suspension and they're like well what do you do you think i need to run this suspension and i'm like well it's like 3500 bucks and sure it's phenomenal but all you do is ride on dunes and you know you drive it every day like a short arm could accomplish the same thing. You can save money and put a new set of tires on the thing, you know? So, like, I, I like for everyone to kind of think about, like, what they're actually using the build for um, and then kind of designate things in that in that way. And if you're new to it and you're going, you know what, I just want to go out and ride trails. What do I really need? You need to take it out there stock. 
you need to ride it stock. And then the first thing, and this is how I build every single Jeep I've ever owned. I take it out there stock and I see what it's capable of. After doing this, you know, for the last seven years or so, I already know what it's going to do stock, but it's still nice. It reminds me. Then I start making a plan on what size tires I want to run. I base my entire build around the tire size I want to run because the tire size the, the tire size is going to tell me if I need to get bigger axles, bigger gears, um, if I'm going to need to put fenders on it, if I'm going to if I'm going to run a 37 on the vehicle, I probably want a stubby bumper to have a little bit better approach angle for the tires. But if I'm going to go more overland and I'm just going to run like a 33, then a full size bumper would be nice for added protection. And it's not really going to get in the way of the tire. And I'm not really worried about rock crawling. Uh, I built my wife a TJ and it came with a four inch lift. So we didn't worry about, you know, the lift kit. But when it already had 33s on it, we wanted to stick with 33s, so we went full-size bumpers on it, and we worried about um, more things like spending the money on a good winch, um, putting some good set of headlights on it. It was kind of, uh, we put an easy traction uh, uh, a lunchbox locker in it, you know, just like kind of a budget build, but it really fit the form, you know, it, it really did what we wanted it to do. You know, a guy with a set of 33s and a locker in the rear uh, or front and the front could easily outperform a guy with 35s and no lockers. It's just facts. Um, so if I'm speaking to someone who has no experience and they say, like, I just want to go ride trails, take it out their stock, then kind of try to maybe watch some videos um, or if you have a group of guys you're planning a ride with, Kind of see what they're running for those particular trails and what kind of style of riding you think you would be interested in. Um, if you lot of watch, if you watch a lot, a lot of videos from Moab or the Rubicon or Sand Hall and those places, and you live on the East Coast, you may want to try to find some videos, you know, of your area and what if that's if you're not going to be traveling every time you go off roading. Um, for me. You know, I, I try to go off-roading once a month. That's my goal. 12 times a year. Uh, probably end up going 10, sometimes more. But, uh, and so yeah, I camp a lot more than that. And I'm actually off-road way more than that. But, I, you know, on dirt roads and stuff like that. But not necessarily like a, a planned trip to go off-roading. But, mm, this uh, Cubana Espresso style brown now is really good. So, um, so for me that taking my vehicle off road that many times a year, I'm, I maybe once every two years I'm going to get to go out West. So I still want the functionality to be able to do really, really hard stuff, but I try to spend the money on stuff that's going to really help me, um, do what I want to do locally or be able to do what I want to do locally. So my current build, I built around 35s, and uh, factory fenders work with that, so it saved me some money early on. Uh, we don't really have to worry about sliding in too much here, so I don't have to do any sliders. I put a mid-size bumper on, decent winch, and I went with a long-arm kit. Now, if you have a JK or a JL, I would probably stick with a mid-arm for all-around performance. Um, a long-arm is going to be better at flexing off-road. Uh, but 
if you're riding it on the road more, a midarm kit has uh, fantastic capabilities off-road. If you have a TJ or an LJ, you only have the option of a short arm or a long arm. If you have a, if if someone says a midarm on a TJ, they're probably having to weld in some sort of uh, control arm perch because it's just too short of an angle uh, and be too severe of an angle uh, to make a midarm without pushing the axles really far out, and then you got other issues. So, um, I don't, I'm not really going to get into long arm, short arm, springs, that kind of thing. There's a lot of great information out there and you can always shoot me an email at info at blackbearoffroad.com or DM PM me on all the social medias, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Gmail. Uh, I'm sure I'm forgetting some. Anyways, hit us up. Uh, Jeep and Bubba or Blackberry Off-Road and I'd be glad to answer any of these questions but I base it around the tire um, now recently I've decided I want to move up to 37 so I just put bigger fenders on it I went with a stubby front bumper I'm in the process of changing out the winches going to something different, new uh, hopefully better and I'm going to be putting a new axle in the front, a larger axle changing the gears out and these are things that required to safely run on the road every day I daily drive my Jeep and then be able to withstand when I'm going to put it through off-road. Uh, I'm actually wheeling this weekend, and it's not going to be very hard. In fact, I probably won't use four-wheel drive but a couple times. But uh, I don't want, if there is a little bit harder of a section that I wasn't aware of, to not have the locker in the rear or to have an axle brake on me or to uh, just not have the right capabilities for what I want to do. Uh, the best thing that can happen to you is you go off-road and you're not able to do a section. That's going to really power you to go back into the drawing board and say, you know, what should I, what should I do here? Like what, what is the, uh, the known best thing for me to do? You know, my big suggestion for everyone is to stay low with the lifts. Uh, don't worry too much about the horsepower, but make sure you have the right gearing and then fit the largest tire that you can fit safely with the axles you have and with the gears you have. And again, if you don't know, maybe ask your local off-road shop or again, hit us up on social media or shoot us an email. Um, but that's the, that's the thing. Like if you have a purpose to your build, if you're like, you know what, I want this Jeep for hunting camp or I want this Jeep, uh, to show off to my friends, or I just want to be able to ride this trailer. Or, I want to do hardcore off-roading, uh, but I also want to drive it to work every day. All those things are possible. Um, but don't let yourself get weighed down by what you think is popular or cool. And then later find out that the wheels you bought have an offset that really isn't going to work with the lift that you want to do. And all these are things to actually take into account. Um, you know, getting a good set of tires that are the right size and having them actually clearanced out properly, a good riding suspension, and the means to be recovered and to recover yourself is going to lead to having a good off-road experience. But also being able to ride in something every single day and it not shake and shimmy and beat you up on potholes or bumps, it's important. Uh, you don't always have to spend the most money to make that happen. If you have uh, you know, a Jeep that's been handed down to you, like a YJ or uh, a Cherokee or something like that, 
it's totally possible to have a good riding vehicle and still be on leaf springs. Uh, you just have to know kind of what you're trying to accomplish and spend a little time reading about geometry. Um, as far as like, there's good information out there. I would just say you can read the forums, but maybe start looking for patterns, uh, on the forums of what seems to be good information. I, if, if I'm, on anything in life, I try to stay off the internet for things that are like pretty crucial like that. And I try to go to who I think the experts are. So I totally would DM somebody at a suspension company, um, on Instagram or Facebook or ask like guys that, so when I worked at JCR, I worked at Nitro. I would ask the older guys like, Hey, what did you run on this? Like you used to have a YJ, right? And he'd be like, yeah, man, I had this lift and it was total junk. What I should have run was this and this is why. And then he'd go into it and he'd be like, good information right there. And you know, that's one of the reasons I have my YouTube channel. It's the reason I have a podcast. Like I like to share what I know and uh, try to educate. So when I see these questions like, what's the biggest size tire I can run? And I see it over and over and over. I know that they don't, or even have a question of what do people think about Dana 60s? What do people think about superchargers? It's like you either, I, you're new and excited to it, but you're not really sure why you're asking the question. And you're not, you can't possibly be purposely building your vehicle the way that you're asking the question. Because if you were, You'd be asking in a different way. Like, hey, I really want to run 40s on my Jeep, but I know it's a little underpowered. Even after regearing, has anyone used a supercharger or a turbo kit? And what are the, you know, pros and cons to either? Or is it just worth hemi swapping? You know, like those are, that's someone purpose building right there. But when I just see like, hey, what's the biggest tire? And then you put that biggest tire and you get crappy gas mileage and you say it rides like junk and you sell it at 13,000 miles and then you trash Jeep the rest of your life as you ride around in your 4Runner on 29s. Sorry, Toyota guys. I like 4Runners. I'm just saying you get the point. I can always do a hats off. Way to go. Awesome job. When I see, I don't care what it is, a Comanche, Cherokee, YJ, I saw a guy the other day, he hit a deer in his Cherokee and uh, got a little bit of money. All it did was mess up his front bumper and the grill and the headlights. And instead of, uh, he took the check, you know, didn't put a new bumper on, uh, he upgraded the headlights. And a lot of people would say, like, oh, that doesn't sound like purpose built. If you ever rode in a Cherokee with factory headlights, that guy just put the best upgrade he could have ever put on that vehicle. Those headlights are basically lanterns. So when he put that better set of headlights on there with that little bit of money, I was like, kudos, man. First of all, it looks good, but I guarantee you're going to be able to ride it not a whole lot better. And he's like, yeah, you know. So, like, that functionality, like, man, it really gets me pumped. And not everybody's about punk functionality. A lot of people are, like, about expressing style. And if you have the luxury to be able to just you know, that's what you want to do. That's awesome. But like, that's your purpose. Your purpose is style and you go after style. That's awesome. Like if you lower a Jeep, I'm not mad at you. That's what you wanted to do. And you spent the money and you know, I can see a renegade looking cool slammed, not the old CJ renegade, like the new renegade. You know what I mean? So anyways, 
guys, hope you uh, have an awesome year. Uh, I hope you've had a great year of adventures and riding Jeeps and have enjoyed the podcast. A lot of you reached out to me and said you listened to it in your car when you're riding places. So really appreciate you listening. Uh, I got some more podcasts planned. Hope to do a lot more interviews in 2020. I actually have about three or four of these story kind of... I story them up in my head, so I think of them like how I want to talk and what I want to talk about. And I've kind of been talking about some of the basic things, but it's crazy how those things aren't reaching the whole population of new Jeep owners. We're getting... One thing for you guys who've been doing it a long time, we're getting so many new Jeep owners right now, and we got to do our best if they're reaching out to us to try to answer in a polite way because, you know, when I got started, it was, you know, Pirate 4x4, and you'd get made fun of and called a noob if you asked a question like they asked, and it's we're in a new world. You know, we can be kind and empathetic and give them a good, educated answer and just trying to get frustrated because you've seen the question 950 times you know on facebook or whatever so anyways i hope you're enjoying the rest of your year and have some awesome uh off-road plans uh ahead of you if you guys watch uh youtube i really ask that you go and subscribe to my channel the jeep and bubba channel we're super close to a thousand and i mean a lot to me if you'd go subscribe and be sure to comment on there uh we have i'm gonna be putting up a couple of different videos in the next few weeks i usually put up three to four videos a month um and then hit us up on social if you're on social but if you're just someone who listens to podcasts while you're working driving riding a bike uh exercising jeeping whatever thanks for listening and as always always we'll be seeing you